There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Okay, so is there an artist or a band that you would travel a long distance to see? Or maybe you have traveled a long distance to see? This is the Colleen and Bradley Show. On my talk 1071, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, 651-641-1071. That's the question we're asking you. Have you ever traveled a long distance to see a certain band or artist, or would you? Uh, and that's so give us a call. Let's talk. Why are we asking? Us. Okay, so this my husband, this was like my husband kept on telling me this story yesterday. Um, I don't think he realized how many times he told me the story, but like there was actually another story going along at the same time. Okay. So yesterday, early yesterday, uh, there's a band called Wilco. I don't know if you're uh if you've ever heard of Wilco. Oh, yeah. Um, but you know, people who are fans are fans of Wilco Wilco. Not will call. Um, but about 11 o'clock in the morning yesterday, mm-hmm. they announced on their social media outlets that they were going to play a show at 7 o'clock p.m., okay. which is at, at a place called Carol's. It's just called Carol's. It's a bar called Carol's in Carol. Chicago. Carol's is a tiny little pub. And they were like, hey, we're Wilco. People love us. Yeah. We're going to play at this place at seven o'clock tonight, 11 o'clock, seven. So the way that this story, like I said, there's like an underlying story that I was not aware of. Okay. Later in the day, we were watching Hocus Pocus 2. It's great. Watch it. And my husband goes, oh, my gosh, this is so bizarre. This guy, he calls him his Internet friend, Kyle. But he's so a Twitter guy. His Twitter. name is Kyle. He doesn't actually know this guy. Does he? I thought they may have met. Um, but Kyle Got that at the same time everybody else got that message. Okay. And got in his car and went to Chicago from Minneapolis. So that he could see Wilco at seven o'clock at this tiny bar. Super fan. And also I get it because if you're a big fan of a certain band that usually draws a larger crowd, the opportunity to see them in a small venue. Oh, that would be amazing. Hugely amazing. But also that's kind of a quick turnaround to get all the way there. Yeah. In time. You're literally going to be sitting in a car for six hours. Yeah. And uh, he got there and he saw the show. And by all accounts, it was totally worth worth it. And I thought that, like, that is a story to tell. I marvel. At that spontaneity. I mean, how cool is that? Yeah. I marvel at people's ability to just do that kind of stuff. Right? Like, I wish I were that person. I'm not. I'm not that person. Who but knows? I, I, I'm never going to say never. But at this moment in my life, yeah, probably There may not. be a time when yeah. you're like... I'm going to pack up and go. It also depends. I would would think it's very artist specific because there are certain artists where I'd be like, oh, my God, 
you know, like again, once in a lifetime opportunity. I'm not a super fan the way of like a like of a particular group or something in the way that, you know, like uh, my partner is of Madonna say. Right. So like if she were to do something like this. So I don't know who I would do this for exactly, but I could see the potential anyway. Well, yeah. And that's kind of why I asked the question is like, is there, you know, who would you do this for? Or have you done it? Mm -hmm. Have you? We do have calls. Let's. Yeah. Calls and I'll okay. So six five one six four one one zero seven one. Let's go to. We've got two Marys. Let's go to the first Mary. Hello, Mary number one. Uh, <laughs> Mary, who who have you traveled, or who would you travel a long distance to see? Well, I personally almost went to Ireland to see a band called AJR. Oh wow! wow. How did that happen? Almost. Well, okay. So I've seen them three times in the last year. Uh, once was at the Basilica Block Party, and then two other times were at just regular shows. Um, and there's just three brothers from New York that are positive singing and kind of poppy, and they're just fun. And they send out good messages. Um, and after I saw them here, I really wanted to see them again, but it was the end of their American tour. And so I looked, and I'm like, where would I like to go? Mm. And, uh, Ireland is one of the places, but... Sadly, I couldn't go because I was in Hawaii. Oh, oh you poor thing. Mary. How did you survive? What a bummer. I know. <laughs> Aren't you sad for me? But the longest place I have driven was actually for my daughter, who had seen a band seven times in one year. And um, we had gone from Iowa, Wisconsin. Um, I actually talked about a quick turnaround. We drove to just outside of St. Louis. And she had told me it was just south of Chicago. I didn't know it was further than that. So we drove down there and had to come back on my birthday because I had to work that afternoon. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Um, But we actually flew to Dallas to see them as well. Mm. Wow. Well, thank you, Mary. Thanks, I, that Mary. is, I love that though. I was going to go to Ireland to see him, but I but couldn't because I, I was in Hawaii. It's rough. I love it. Okay, Poor let's Mary. go to Mary number two. Hi, second oh. Mary. We'll yeah, call second you second Mary. Mary. Than Mary number two. Mary, uh, where did you? Where or have you seen somebody that you drove a long distance, or who would you drive a long distance to see? When I was like eighteen, and my girlfriend was nineteen. Hello, I'm way too old. To Bon Jovi. To Iowa Jam. Do you remember that? No. no. Where was that in Iowa? It, oh, gosh. Just I somewhere in the cornfields. It was all about camping, but it was all about, you know, the bands and camping mm. and Bon Jovi. Oh. And that's what you did. All right. Thank you, Mary. Thanks, Mayor. Uh, let's, Number two. Let's go to Jeff. We've got Jeff on the line. Uh, Jeff, is there an artist you would travel a long distance for or somebody you have traveled a long distance for? Yes, I went to Iowa to see a country music artist, and I could sing one of her songs, and maybe you could guess her name. Okay, uh, do we'll, we'll do our best. She left the suds in the buckets and clothes hanging out on the line. Remember that song? Mm. Oh, my God. What is that? that? Who is that? Sarah Evans. Oh, I don't know Sarah Evans. I don't either. But, you know, like, after leaving Texas, I kind of wiped all the country western out of my my brain. (laughs) I never had it. Uh, She's had some hits. It was worth the trip. I love it. Jeff, thank you. I also love that twice we've had people who have identified Iowa as a long distance. And I would just say. Well, I mean, for Minnesota, Iowa is a, it's. 
sometimes well, we prefer to skip bridge right too over far. Yeah. yeah, or like we wish we could just. We wish it were a bridge. Yeah. Let's go to Stacy. Hi, Stacy. Stacy, uh, is there somebody you would travel a, a long distance for, or that you have traveled a long distance for? Well, I would travel anywhere to see Aerosmith, and I went to Vegas, but I have traveled to Ireland. Um, on a girls' trip, we went to go see you two in Dublin. Oh, oh gosh. fun! That it sounds was a blast. amazing, Stacy. That sounds like a religious experience. <laughs> it was. It was a good time. It was pre kids. Um, you know, back when we had time and money. Yep. And it was. It was so much fun, and I would do it again in a heartbeat. I love it, Stacy. Thank you for your Thanks, call. Stacey. I we got. I just want to uh, run through a couple tweets and then a bunch of emails that we've gotten. Kimmy said, "I have collectively traveled over one hundred thousand miles to see Matchbox 20. Oh, okay. I mean, not all at once, but yeah. like um, yeah. that's a lot that's of a lot. Matchbox Twenty. Elaine said, "I've traveled to Las Vegas to see Bon Jovi. High five to that." Um, and then we've gotten the following emails uh, from Peggy. My sister and I have traveled to see Duran Duran in Vegas twice, Denver, St. Augustine, Florida, and New Orleans. It's a huge treat. We feel like we're 17 again. I love that. Wow. Um, and Annette said, I flew from Dubuque, Iowa to Tulsa, Oklahoma, met my friend to go to Garth Brooks. We left for the concert in plenty of time and arrived on time. Thankfully, traffic was organized. There was a story about a Garth Brooks concert, I think, that happened either late last week or over the weekend, where many of the people who were going to see it did not get to the concert because of traffic oh, issues, God, et cetera. That would be terrible. Seriously oh, be so bad. Frustrating. Uh, Heidi said, I've seen the Dave Matthews band 56 times. Wow. Ten that's times, a lot. 10 times just this year so what? far. What? Sometimes solo, either either flying, but most times driving, traveling all over the U.S. And then she said, FYI, 56 is a very low number for this band. And I and I know that for a fact, because people who love the Dave Matthews Band uh, do a lot of traveling to see the Dave Matthews Band. Uh, oh, my gosh. We got a lot. People are going. I, you guys are amazing. And I love seeing how many of you are like in love with amazing bands and are willing to travel to see them. And, you know, the more we can have um, in-person concerts... Yeah. The better, because uh, a lot of those artists, especially kind of, especially kind of the the middle kind of of the road artists, they really depend on that yeah. for their income. Oh, for sure. So I love it. Okay, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, I want to talk about space. Oh, you want to talk about space? Well, I want to talk about um, William Shatner's experience in space. Okay. Because an excerpt of his uh, memoir has been made available where he talks about the actual experience of actually going to space. All right. And it is poignant. Fascinating. And it is sad. Oh. And it is beautiful. And I want to talk about it when we come back. Let's do it. On the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 107.1. Hey, my talkers, Bradley here for my friends, Jennifer and the whole team at Snyder Team with EXP Realty. So, you know, transitions face us at many points throughout life. And at some point, a lot of us are going to be faced with helping a family member transition from the home that they've lived in for years to an environment where they will have more care and support. And when this time approaches, you're going to have a lot of choices. It can seem overwhelming. Now, many times this this choice can even be difficult, but here's the thing. You've got someone who can help, and her name is Jennifer. Jennifer Snyder and her team have worked with hundreds of families in this exact situation. They're going to help you uh, coordinate all the surfa- all the services necessary from organizations, junk removal, estate planning, staging, and more. 
She's been doing this uh, work for decades and is specifically trained and experienced as a senior advisor in real estate. To learn more and to work with Jennifer today, head to the SnyderTeam.com. And don't forget to tell them Bradley sent you. Let's talk about space on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071. Alternate reality have I watched. Right? Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. I'm the space cadet. Usually you are the one that wants to talk about space. But, you know, it was interesting because I think think that what I read from the excerpt from William Shatner's uh, memoir, where he talks about the experience of going to space, which he actually did. Yep kind of contextualize the way I have felt when I try to say, like, I'm not interested in going to space. Okay. So you are William Shatner. I am. Yes. Thank you. I am William Shatner. Spoiler alert. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) You call me Colleen, but I am William Shatner. No. But I read this and I thought this makes a lot of sense to me. And it's beautiful and poignant and kind of sad. So the story goes like this. William Shatner uh, is releasing a um uh it's called i don't know it's a book it's called boldly go reflections on a life of awe and wonder so i okay. guess i would say i don't know if it's an autobiography or a memoir or whatever but um variety grabbed an excerpt from it and it specifically is the piece where he writes about his opportunity to go to space aboard uh jeff bezos's blue origin space flight Ego mobile shaped like a wiener. Complete. <laughs> yeah. Now we, I mean, I don't. I I think we all sort of watched this. I'm saying we all on this show paid attention to it at least live when it was happening, and I was like gripped. I was like, how crazy cool is this? Um, William Shatner, who spent the majority of his acting career portraying a space person, mm-hmm. is actually going to the place that he spent his career. Yeah. How cool. Well, he sort of thought the same thing. Like, this is going to be great. This is going to be a moment of catharsis. This is going to be sort of like the completing of a circle. Um, he said, um, you know, that that this, yeah, that he just felt like this was going to be like the, the crowning achievement of all of his life's work. Yeah. And that's not what happened. Oh, no. Instead, he said he had a fully different experience than he expected. And there's a long excerpt that's available in Variety that I would encourage you to, to read because he talks about sort of the reality of the moment, like what happened once they got into 5G's and is that what it's called when you've got like zero gravity? 5G is actually your phone. Yeah. Honey. So I'm really glad you brought the space story today, honey. <laughs> the space in between your ears. I Zero gravity. <sighs> when he, they got five G, they got their five G. Oh my god! Just delight in your own G unit naivete. I knew what I was saying, and it sounded wrong. Oh, anyway, clearly you knew. When they got up into the <laughs> stop, when they got up into zero gravity, uh, like all the other people that were on the Blue Origins flight with William Shatner were like doing their flips, like the thing that you think you're yeah. gonna want to do, yeah. right? And 5G. he's like, give me. <laughs> He's like, get me to the window. Like, I want to see what's out there. Yeah. And so that's kind of how this whole excerpt Did he starts. see the earth? You know, I think so. But I think what he was focused on was like the vastness of space. Okay. And the absence of things. And sort of the um, 
the isolation he felt or like the like the uh, like he felt a sadness in his his view of Earth changed. And I'll read. I'm going to read a little bit of what he said, because I can't put it into words like he can. Sure. Um, He said it was among the strongest feelings of grief I have ever encountered. Interesting. The contrast between the vicious coldness of space and the warm nurturing of Earth below filled me with the overwhelming sadness. Every day we are confronted with the knowledge of further destruction of Earth at our hands, the extinction of animal species, of flora and fauna, things that look took five billion years to evolve and suddenly we will never see them again because of the infer- of the inference of mankind. It filled me with dread. My trip into space was supposed to be a celebration. Instead, it felt like a funeral. That he found that the further he got from Earth, the more desperately he wanted to be back sort of in the comfort of this planet. Well, and I imagine this is like, this is just the grandest scale of a perspective that we can have access to if we're lucky enough. You know, like, it's like if you've ever traveled outside of our country and been there for any length of time, you look back at our country, mm-hmm. whether it's through media or your experience upon reentry when you come back, like if you've studied abroad or if you vacationed for a length of time, and I know it's a highly privileged perspective, and I'm totally aware of that, but... You know, I will just speak for myself. When when you do confront the thing that you left, you have a different perspective about it and one that's not always so delightful. And so I can imagine that if you are staring back at space, you know, um, or I should say staring back at the earth from space, that would give you a perspective that is going to make everything seem really small and petty. Yeah. I think it just completely readjusted his understanding of the space that we exist in on, on yeah. a daily basis. I wish we could all go to space. Let's all go to space. At least for that perspective. Right. I mean, it is kind of amazing. It changed you. It, it, well, it certainly changed him. No, I, I'm still good down here. Okay. I'm good. Thank right. you. Bye. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, celebrities behaving badly, we call them Bye. after this. Celebrities behaving badly. We tell you about them every day on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hey. Uh, and we do have a name for them, and that name is Debug. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Um, I don't know who to make my D-bag, but I have to talk about this story, and this seems like the right place, I think. Because I'm confused. We're here for you. Have you heard this story about Madonna? Oh, kind of. I saw the headline and I thought, I don't know. I'm I don't know if I can go that direction. If I'm confused. Okay, so the I think that page six maybe is, I don't know, tabloids. I don't know. Madonna appears to come out as gay in playful TikTok video. Well, that that to me... Okay, we'll get to that in a moment, but I know a lot of listeners out there are like, mm-hmm. what? Mm-hmm. Madonna came out? Mm-hmm. She's gay? Mm-hmm. What? Some tells me that's not what happened. I don't know what Madonna does. I don't know how Madonna identifies, but she did. Is this a TikTok? I don't even know. Is this a TikTok trend where she had, uh, it's Madonna holding a pair of pink panties. Panties, excuse me. I have to enunciate, otherwise it comes out panties, and then it just sounds gross. Oh, because panties sounds better. Panties. So, uh, Miss Madonna was uh, holding up a pair of pink panties, and uh, the, the text underneath says, If I miss, I'm gay. And what she's referring to is she tosses the panties 
into uh, or attempts to throw them into uh, the trash or like a panty receptacle. Oh, yeah. The ever popular panty receptacle. Is that a a thing? Do you ladies have panty? Nope. (laughs) I know. It's not a thing. Mm -mm. It's not a thing. But anyway, so the hamper, it's called a hamper. (laughs) So she misses thereby inferring. I believe the audience is supposed to infer that she is gay. I don't, this feels real ill-advised to me. And then, but, but see, I, I really should be asking my partner. So if you're listening, Jamie, WT to the F, <laughs> is this a thing? Um, because I'm not quite sure. Also, a bunch of people are like, so people then jump in, right? So like mm-hmm. the story comes out and everybody's like, Madonna's gay. And then it's like, oh, Madonna's been gay for a hundred years. And I'm like, no. But then she's like, but then people are like, but she's been helping the gay community for a hundred years. I'm like, well, sure. But that's, I don't know what this is What's though. Going so on? why are you reacting to the thing when we don't even, I don't And then I just think, does she just want attention right now? Can you hear me she, nodding my head? She, I see you nodding your head. Because <laughs> she like, I know she's thinking about, didn't we read a blind item last week that she's thinking about a tour and everybody's like, no girl, you don't need to be doing a tour right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well the last tour that she did had a lot of starts and stops. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, COVID, mm-hmm. remember? And, and she, then also her joints. That's true. Well, that was the yeah. excuse. Yeah. But I think a lot of people thought everybody got COVID mm-hmm. and that's what shut it down. Uh, but anyway, the moral of the story is what? You know what Madonna needs? She needs a good hologram. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd she can just keep living her life and let that hologram do the is work. A hologram. Well, th- I think very true. Maybe that is well is. said. Mm-hmm. Because look, here's what I do know. I've I'm old enough to understand that Madonna is. There are a lot of uh, young people out there that don't understand mm-hmm. the importance uh, of Madonna. Mm-hmm. And I, I, you know, people some and people like to poke fun at her. I think because she's old. Yeah. Which I'm like, you know, it's interesting. You don't ever see people going, "Oh, that Mick Jagger, he's real crusty. Mm-mm. He should just." You know, hang it up, hang it up. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, you look pathetic trying to be all dancey. Oh, and, what's the difference? Would you think trying to have sex appeal? Mm-hmm. Ooh, he's having children at seventy. Gross. Oh, what do you think the, something? What do you think the difference is? A penis. Ah, thank you. <laughs> also, out of curiosity, <laughs> Bradley, um, when you came to the rec- the realization. That you were gay? Was it because you threw panties over your shoulder? Everybody does that. <laughs> it's a whole panty toss. If you miss, you're gay. Oh, so it's kind of like the sorting hat. I don't know what that at means. Hog, at Hog, you know, the Harry Potter. Uh, thing. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. The sorting. The sorting hat. Oh, yeah. I forgot. I have to say the T. Yes, it's like panties. <laughs> sorting. <laughs> sorting hat. No, um, you know, like I, I, I appreciate and love and respect Madonna for all that she is. But this whole TikTok thing, I don't know. I just want to say it's okay to have questions. It's and okay also, to be those confused. Are big panties. I don't think those are her panties. Like they don't look like panties Madonna would wear. Like those are essentially granny panties, and she I, is no know, granny. I think there's questions about whether or not even uh, Madonna is Where's somebody panties? who's interested in panties. That's well, true. Maybe it would be very punk rock of Madonna if she actually wore Fruit of the Loom Listen, multi-packs. I honest to God feel like the most, the punk, the coolest yeah. thing Madonna could do is just like live into Come out in like the some, Gap yes. outfit. 
Like something that is not our expectation what of her. What if she becomes the new endorser for Chico's? Oh God. I, I mean, yes. If she started modeling for Coldwater Creek, I'd be like, yeah, Madonna. It's Let's just say it's not. The, the thing is that Madonna, in her effort to do things that are unacceptable, or un, not unacceptable, unexpected and like titillating, she's doing everything that we just well, go, that's, oh. It's the John Waters effect. So this is what I think of like for like Madonna has. So like John Waters recognizes at a certain point in his career, John Waters, of course, the maker of such films as Pink Flamingos and uh, Desperate. What is it? De- um, female Trouble. Et cetera, et cetera. Uh, the list is too long to name. Where like he was always pushing the envelope, mm-hmm. and then at a certain point he's like, now pushing the envelope for me would be like being a school teacher and yes. teaching kids like the most mundane things about life and like you exactly. know being normal because normal is actually sort of uh, quote unquote normal. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yes. So, and I think Madonna at a certain point she was pushing all of the envelopes. But now all the envelopes have been pushed largely right. in part to some of the envelopes she pushed. Right. But now there are no more envelopes to push. Yes. Because who uses envelopes anymore? Right. We're all online. Right. Thank you. Who's your debate? Thank you for asking. It's this guy who I can't even say I really recognized, but definitely I was eye rolly about the story. Ray Buffer. And, you know, apparently you would know him from roles in uh, shows like ER and Curb Your Enthusiasm. I uh, rolled on over to his IMDb. And, uh, yeah, I don't you know. Ray Buffer? Ray Buffer. Okay. I mean, he certainly has a very, very lengthy. Um, you know, what is that thing called? Resume? Where, that's what it, thank you. <laughs> he has Thanks, a lengthy, Holly. you know. Thanks, Holly. IMDB. Um, yes, he's got a lot of stuff on there. But uh, anywho, so here's here's why I'm talking about him today and why he's my D-bag. He, uh, he went to a San Diego comic book store last week, and uh, they got him on video stealing a whole bunch of valuable comics, comic what? books. By just like stuffing them up his shirt, like over $600 worth of comic books. Okay. And the thing about it is like, that's a thing that people do because they can resell them for more. And so I get it. But this is a working film and TV actor who's on camera shoving comics up his shirt and just like making off from the store. Now, he apparently then deleted his social media after okay. these went public. Surprise. Uh, and uh, TMZ has reached out for <sighs> out to him and he has not he has not replied. Um where are the I mean, do police get involved? Uh that's a great question. The owners uh the owners of the comic store oh, by the way there he this is not the only this san diego store was not the only one that he has been seen doing this at okay um apparently they've warned like comic book stores have warned each other about him in particular i i uh, okay but can i just go back to like yeah your that's your store and that's theft right and you call 911 yeah i mean the cops i don't know how this works 
I mean, I do because we have a whole segment called Crazy Stupid Idiots. That's mm-hmm. typically what happens. Why wouldn't they just do that? Because he's an actor. They have filed a report with the San oh. Diego Police Department, but it's not just in San Diego that he's done well, this. That's what I mean. Like, how yeah. is he on the loose for doing all this stuff? You'd think somebody would have gotten uh, a hold of him. Especially because he doesn't seem like difficult to find because, uh, well, exactly. He's an actor. And he's on video. Right. Um, yeah, I just, I, I don't know. I, I wonder, like, has he fallen on hard times? But I'm looking this... at his, um, his, like, current production list. He's got one, two, three, four, five. He's got, like, a couple. He's got one thing in pre-production, two things that are filming, and then, like, four or five things in post-production. It's not like he's not working right now is what I'm saying. So it's not like he's... Got like running out of comics and needs to. No, you see what I mean. But I mean, there are so many examples of like the people who get arrested for shoplifting, and they are clearly of means. So it's not about the like you know, it's not about oh, I needed this to survive. Right. It's more like I have a problem. And I can't keep my fingers from being sticky. And that's, I think, the situation yeah. is he's God, got sticky weird. fingers and he uh, likes to well, that's put too bad. comic books in his shirt. Don't um, do that. Just don't no. do just that. Feel bad for like small business. And then they got to deal with you. Well, and oh. apparently yeah. like bookstores and comic bookstores, this is a fairly um, regular thing. And it's something that they pay close attention oh, to. Oh, I'm sure because you could just see. There's, I mean, I don't know, but I would imagine it's pretty easy to like, you know. There's a resale market for some yeah. of those, uh, you know, unique comic books specifically. And comic books, if you like to buy a lot of them, they're fairly expensive. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Not if you do it his way, though. No. Apparently. I don't know. I feel like that's going to get him some, some way or another, but... um that yeah, I mean, I feel like it's a matter of time before he's arrested. Yeah, because they're already giving stuff to police, and he's on video, and now TMZ. So I feel like the LAPD or the San Diego police is mm-hmm. going to catch up with him. Ray Buffer is his name, and if you see him, I don't recognize him. He looks like somebody that you should recognize, but I don't recognize. Yeah, him. I, it's it's funny because I'm thinking I, again, same thing. I look at his face and I go, he looks like a that guy. Yeah. Right? Like, very much of that guy. Like, you see him in a bunch of stuff, and you go, oh, that guy. Oh, that guy. Mm. And if he walks into your comic book store, you should say, oh, that guy, and then yeah. call hey, you. the number. What are you doing? When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, what has Amber Heard been up to? Bradley Trainer tracked her down. <laughs> and <laughs> hear this. He'll be telling us uh, what she's up to after this on My Talk 1071. Never been Thank you, Holly. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. And, uh, you know, I've been wondering whatever happened to Amber Heard since they wrapped up the trial between her and her ex husband, Johnny Depp. And, Bradley Trainer, you have looked high and low. And read an article. Now you know. I do. I found her. I was really bored this weekend, so I decided to go hunting for Amber Heard. Not really. But I did come across this article that says she's living a very interesting life. You might find it uh, interesting as well. And that's a Minnesota interesting, mostly because what we've learned, remember, after she was just part of that whole Johnny Depp. Amber Heard trial because it's you know her name is Amber Heard she was the other anyway she was the Amber Heard part things were really uh, afterward because she was gonna have to pay Johnny Depp a bunch of money and then she had to like sell a house because she didn't have any money mm-hmm. well apparently she's living the high life 
you have any lifestyles up in there? Do I have mm. a lifestyle? I don't know. Up in here? If you do, let's play it. Otherwise, if we don't, here's the thing. Amber Heard is living under the quote radar. Uh, if that's a thing, in Mallorca, Spain, of all places. Oh, that's a bummer. And apparently she used a cowgirl pseudonym. What? Pardon me? There's so many questions I had about this story when I first read it. She used a, quote, cowgirl pseudonym to rent a luxury mansion. What? Pray tell. I know what? you already said you had what? questions. But... She go by Annie Oakley? Right? Well, like, what? Oh, actually, I didn't. Is this a thing? That did Marta Jane Canary? Is a is Calamity Jane? What? It says she rented it under the pseudonym of Marta Jane Canary or Calamity Jane. Is that Calamity Jane's real name? Marta? I guess. Interesting. It, it Martha Jane Canary. Oh, okay. Is the name of Calamity Jane. Oh, well, she's Spain, so Marta, Martha. That makes sense, right? So this, this home is in the rural town of Costics, which is in the center of the Spanish island of Mallorca. And uh, apparently she speaks Spanish. She has a the the shopkeeper in in the town said that she speaks Spanish with a Mexican accent and is very polite. Hmm. And apparently she moved there along with her daughter, Una Page and her partner, cinematographer. Did you know she had a partner? No. Uh, By the name of cinematographer Bianca Booty. Wow, that's really convenient that, sorry, what, (laughs) that their first name was cinematographer and they became a cinematographer. (laughs) I know. Wow. Wow. I hope that they get that wrong. You know what I meant. I hope they get married and they adopt the last name Herd Booty. (laughs) Herd Booty. Booty Herd. I think (laughs) is, is she, she must be Italian. Bianca Booty. Booty. Yeah. Anyway, she rented this property under the pseudonym of, uh, Martha Jane Canary, better known as Calamity Jane. And what I find interesting about all of this story is that um, this kind of runs counter to the narrative that she was like, you know, penniless and not able to like pay the, Mm -hmm. you know, amount that Johnny Depp, uh, that Johnny Depp's or the verdict in the Johnny Depp case would require. Yeah. But at the same time, like, it's totally understandable that Amber Heard was like, you know what, I'm just going to peace out and find an island and go live on it. But what's interesting is the other the other piece of the story I found particularly fascinating was that she rented this luxury mansion, which, by the way, belongs to a family of a disgraced politician uh, in Spain. And um, I was just trying to get the name of this person because I did not recognize who this was. Uh the family of Maria Antonia Munar, a local politician who was sentenced to 14 years for corruption. Mm. Yeah. So I don't know what her personal connection is, but I just thought that was fascinating because you can understand her desire to want to be um, secretive. Yeah. But also, I feel like there are plenty of ways to be secretive without renting a luxury villa. Under the name in a luxury Jane. Well, under the name of Calamity Jane's yeah. actual name. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I would never have recognized that. I understand. Like you Even said. Amber Heard. Like, like right. I don't know. How many people in Mallorca? I guess they would. It's not like they don't have the internet, but. Right. You know. Or she could have, like. Jennifer Heard. Her partner could have. Yeah. Be on the, you know what I mean? Like, nobody's going to, like, connect those dots. La, 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 la. But here's the thing. I Here's the thing. I understand. I understand why. Amber Heard emerged from that kind of the most hated oh, person, well, right? Well, she was roundly 
attacked on social media at the very least. Right. And so the impulse to kind of disappear and and uh, I don't want to say like go hide out, but but to go somewhere different and kind of lay low. I understand that for sure. Um, but you're right, Bradley. There's something that is incongruous about the picture she painted about her ability to um, meet the expectations and the and the judgment yep. financially, at least, and then be living in a luxury villa in the middle of a beautiful island. I mean, it must you know again. I don't. I don't pretend to want to have the life that Amber Heard has because she has been through a tremendous amount. Um, some would probably argue. I think the jury would have said at her own hands, but mm-hmm. at the same time, I would envy no one the position that she is in absolutely self-inflicted or not um plus you know but it does sort of it does sort of um belie the fact that she i mean she obviously has means yeah she must you don't not everybody can rent a uh a luxury villa i mean those words don't and renting that's not an investment that's just like throwing your money out i mean of course, you're living in a home, and that is a gift in and of itself. But it's not like she's in. That's not an investment. Yeah, that is. I mean, and it's beautiful. Like if you want to go online, it was put up for sale a few years ago for like three million euros, but mm-hmm. it's been taken off the market and has just been rented. Um, and now, well, that most view recently, is amazing. I would like yeah. to live in that house. I right? know, right? Oh. It's not the first time. Apparently, she's hidden away from the spotlight on Mallorca in January. She was there captioning an Instagram photo saying, Hola, Madrid. I suppose the question would be Is Amber Heard actually paying the rent on this place? That's actually uh, a, that's a, a much point. better question. Or is there a benefactor of sorts that is footing the bill? Well, and what's, what's Ms. Booty got to do with this? Right? Maybe she's. I think that that is actually a Tina Turner song. What's booty got to do with it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that was Tina Turner. No. I'm just kidding. Um, you were yeah. kidding? Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm, I know. Uh, anyway, well, you know, listen, that. What's uh, booty? It does also to... make me wonder, how, like, how, where this goes next, right? This, this. This storyline well, about Amber Heard and Johnny Depp. Like, what is the next stop on that? Mostly because I would just like to point out the fact that we're all talking about this story. So Mm -hmm. how is her like retreating to a secretive, you know, mystery lair working? Because also in addition to this story, so we know that she's doing this, there's photos of her. Right. Walking up and down the streets of Mallorca. Caustics, Mallorca. So she's not hiding. Yeah. She's just somewhere else. Yeah. And now we know because where again, she is. Like, you feel like she could hide if she wanted to. Well, yeah. And you certainly, you, if you're hiding, you're not Instagramming yeah, exactly. with your coordinates. Where would you hide? Okay. So like stuff goes down. You just had a very high profile trial with your ex-husband. Yeah. Where are you going to hide out? Oh, you want to know exactly where? Well, yeah. I'm going to go somewhere it's where like you're going to. I'm going somewhere deep in some wooded area in a small <laughs> town some wooden area. that that would be a good thing right because although the locals you'd be a little concerned that like they might be like who's that red-headed lady well i'm dying my hair okay also or just wear a wig Shh, it's a wig <laughs>
Where are you going? I don't know. That's a good question because I think the best place sometimes would be to just not go that far away because nobody would think that that's where you are. Right. So you're just like you stay in your house. Although if I've got the funds for like a rental uh, villa, I'm just going to. Well, I would go to like Montana or Utah or Idaho or someplace where like. You, you, nobody's going there. Honey, I mean, you're doing this wrong. I, I'm talking to you who wants nothing more than to be on the high seas at all times. Because yeah, uh, that's where I initially thought is like, of course, put me on a boat. Yeah. Um, but then there's all these people on a boat. Yeah, but like she's got private villa money. That's true. She might got some yacht money. If I got some private villa money, I'm just going to go like hang out. Yacht it up. Yeah. Get yachty. I'm mean, going <laughs> to... When we come back. Big I'm Yachty. Gonna, that's what they're going to call me. When we come Lil Yachty. No, I'm going to be Oh, that's big already Yachty. another person. Yeah. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, Bradley's travails in the kitchen. Oh. Making a red velvet cake. I've got secrets about red velvet. For nine years, a dangerous man terrorized women, breaking into homes and raping his victims before killing a brilliant young scientist in 1998. The more the victims resisted, the more violent he became. Then he suddenly stops, leaving police with a lot of clues and one unknown subject. I'm Paul Wagner. Join me for Unknown Subject, season three of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast series. Search American Nightmare podcast on all podcast platforms today.